1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Cherie Wark of the 10K Project. Sheree, it's awesome to have you on the show.
2: Thank you so much, Gresham
1: no problem super excited to have you on and before we jumped in i want to read a little bit more about Cherie so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing and for close to 10 years Cherie helped companies raise millions of dollars as a business plan writer the most successful fundraiser, fundraisers already had a network of high net worth individuals and could raise millions within a few weeks of Cherie's completing their business plan her black clients most of whom had great ideas but didn't have these relationships would struggled to receive funding Cherie has a solution for this massive problem she's building the largest community of black small dollar, dollar investors who can help fund black businesses Cherie, are you ready to speak to the imco community
2: i am so ready thank you awesome. for having me
1: no problem let's do it so to kick everything off i wanted to kind of rewind the clock a little bit hear a little bit more about what led you to get started in your ceo story
2: Sure. So, my, my true CEO story started with a very controversial now person who is Robert Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. So, I was on track to become the CFO for a Fortune 500 company. That's what I thought I wanted to do when I was in, in college, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when I went to my first job, one of my coworkers gave me a copy of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and that totally changed my perspective. So, uh, I started off like most people do doing things part time. I, you know, went out and, and flipped real estate for a little bit and, and I'd gotten to other businesses and I was really just trying to find myself and ended up about 15 years ago. My mother actually is more like 18, 19 years ago. Now my mother started a bookkeeping business and, um, I ended up joining her full-time with her bookkeeping business, helping her grow it. I started off as her um, marketing person, and I was so good at marketing, I was bringing in in clients, and then she said, well, you know, you brought these clients, and now you have to service them, (laughs) (laughs) and that wasn't in my plan. Uh, However, I worked with her diligently. I serviced clients. I did their bookkeeping, their accounting for them, and one of the interesting things is I got to see the patterns of the most successful business owners and those who weren't successful and they couldn't lie to me because I saw their numbers you know so um, so it was it was interesting that I got to see that uh, inside look at them
1: yeah absolutely I think that's extremely powerful and and I've always thought that was one of the best things to learn, because I think they say, like, if you're able to look at the the numbers, so to speak, and read the books, read the books and understand the books, it kind of tells the story of the business. And I can imagine getting that opportunity to kind of work with probably different types of business owners at different stages and see all that. It's probably a really great foundation.
2: Yes, it was. It was. And I will give everybody a hint right now, because you are the I Am CEO podcast, the most successful people that least were in our business, they uh, sat down with my mother every single month without fail and reviewed their numbers. Mm-hmm. How much money were they making? How much money were they spending? What were their goals? And because of that, I kind of, it's kind of liking it to uh, your weight. You know, if you say, okay, I want to be X pounds. And you know, if you get within five, pounds of that range, you, you know, you you know, you got to rope it in and you got to cut out the sweets or whatever. Those are usually the most successful people with their health. Well, it's the same thing with, with your money and with your business success as well.
1: Yeah, that that makes so much sense. I'm I'm glad you gave that kind of uh, analogy as well too, because I think anytime as you said, you know the people that are the healthiest, so to speak, or reach those goals, a lot of times they're on the scale every day mm-hmm. or every week and understand exactly where they are, what they need to do or what they don't need to do. And so many times we forget that about our businesses, like how important those finances are mm-hmm. and ignoring them or looking at them maybe once a year doesn't cut it for those businesses that are truly going to be the most successful ones.
2: Right, and and let me add on to that. Some mm-hmm. businesses is not necessarily about dollars. A lot of times, your your um, finances is like the outcome. Some businesses, it's mm-hmm. how many customer complaints are you getting? How many refunds are you giving to people? You know, how many times do you have to go back and explain things to certain people? Um, there are usually there are like lead, um, factors and lagging factors. I'm sure your, your clientele and your, your listeners know about this, but looking the, the numbers that we gave really were like the after effect to how people were effectively managing those leading factors within their businesses as well. And being able to say, okay, if I want to do better, I need to, to tweak these things on the front end. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to, um, I, I don't believe in people having a lot of different things that they're looking at, but usually I would say three metrics within any business. If you, if you get those correct, then usually a lot falls into line.
1: Yeah. Well, that's extremely powerful to know. And especially as you you said, you, you've you been able to kind of work and see those successful businesses and be able to kind of see those trends as mm-hmm. you kind of spoke to as well. And I know, I know when I read your bio, I kind of touched on a little bit about what came about from seeing success and how it contributes to your, your venture now. So could you take us through your the 10K project and tell us exactly what you're doing with the clients you work with?
2: Sure, sure. So actually the 10K project started out because of my mother's bookkeeping business. Mm-hmm. So at one point in my mom's bookkeeping business, she decided that she wanted to get a bank loan in order to um, uh, get a, well, she decided she wanted to get a bank loan. Let me just say that. And part of the bank loan, you know, is you have to write a business plan. And I have written one for school, but I had never written one for a company to actually go and get a loan, right? Or get any kind of funding. And I just thought, oh my goodness, if I threw this up, what, what is Thanksgiving going to look like? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? The first thing you do is usually you go to Google, right? Like how to write a business plan. And then I started asking, well, what are they really looking for? What do they make their decisions on? And long story short, I wrote this business plan for my mom. I gave it to a gentleman that had about 30 years of experience helping companies raise funding. He said, You did a great job, make these few tweaks and give it to the bank. And the bank said it was one of the best business plans they'd ever read. So at that point, my mother starts bragging. My daughter wrote this business <laughs> plan and the bank said, you know, and her friends and her clients started asking me, Well, can you write my business plan? Fast forward to 10 years later. <laughs> this is where we are. So I'm writing business plans for people, and people some people still aren't getting funding. and I'm asking, well, why? What is happening with the people who are getting funding from the ones who aren't? And people from other ethnicities usually would have someone that they could take that business plan to and say, "This is, you know." this is the plan, this is what we're going to do. And literally my clients were getting $50,000 checks, $100,000 checks, $150,000 checks based on the strength of the team they had put together and the business plan that I had put together. I would have innovative, hardworking, great Black entrepreneurs, but they didn't have those individuals in their lives. I only had actually one who did, right? Mm-hmm. And she got the check, right? Based on the, the business plan that I wrote. So... I also saw that there was the resurgence of We Buy Black movement, right? And um, I started thinking if people were buying Black, maybe they would invest Black too. And uh, for three years, I was saying this, you know, 10,000 of us got together, we put in a hundred dollars each, that's a million dollars. We could start funding our own businesses, but I'm telling you, Gresham, I was trying to get somebody else to do it. I'm like, somebody, please take this (laughs) idea, please take it. And finally, one day in a meeting, um, one of my co-founders said to me, "Um, you're going to do something about that. And I think that's important as CEOs. You're saying something for so long. You have a great idea. You're saying it. You're bragging somebody else to do it, right? And what I, I was making good money as a business plan writer, but I wasn't having the impact that I knew I could have. And everything aligned where uh, the right person said it to me, the right group of co-founders came in with me. They put money in. I put money in as well. So we were all committed. We all had our time commitment, our money commitment. And um, this was pre, you know, the social unrest, pre-COVID, all of that. Uh, but I just kind of felt like the time was right. And um, that that's the long story mm-hmm. <laughs> of how we got here today.
1: Would you, would you consider that to be what I call like your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart or the organization apart and makes it unique or, or even for yourself? Do you feel it's that ability to be able to see kind of maybe the forest for the trees, to be able to see all those different aspects and ingredients that lead to success and be able to set that up in your organization?
2: yeah so um i'm I'm so glad that you started off the interview the way that you did because uh, i'm 44 now so when i was 22 23 i was introduced to robert kiyosaki and that's what 20 years of experience of making money of losing money of risking of starting businesses you know some businesses failed some businesses were successful and really um, discovering some of the formulas to uh, investing as well as uh, well, investing in private equity, let me say that in private businesses, right investing as well as um as entrepreneurship, and being able to say again, what can we do that that uh, one of the venture capitalists that we spoke with with in the ten k project said that you know everyone says that you know one out of ten businesses fail. why are we accepting that as you know as, okay, what can we do to make it that six out of businesses, six out of 10 businesses, um, make it?
1: I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you
2: have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Three years ago, I hired a business coach to help Mm -hmm. me. And one of the things she had me start doing was working out regularly. And now I'm at a point where if I don't work out two days in a row, I'm like, ah, I need to get my power walk in. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to say power walking, um, 30 to 40 minutes a day. I use that time sometimes to listen to a podcast or listen to a piece of information that I need for my business. And then sometimes I don't have anything on and I'm just walking and praying and letting my thoughts kind of come uh, to me. So that, that for me is a very powerful hack that I use Um, That's effective.
1: Now, I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be somebody that you would give advice to within the ecosystem, or it might be something you would tell your younger business self.
2: Well, the one that I have at the top of my head right now is um, a quote by Henry Ford. And it's whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. Um, And what he meant by that is, if you think you can't do something, then you can't do it.
1: Now, I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So, Shereen, what does being a CEO
2: mean to you? Oh, goodness. Um, being a CEO means, um, uh, I'm going to say control, control, uh, equity, and uh, owning your mistakes as well as your successes. So, that's CEO. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I like control. I do. I'll admit it. I like control. Um, I get to control my time. I get to control the people that I work with, the people that I surround myself with. Uh, However, just as much control as I have, that's also control I don't have as well. Because, you know, uh, you, um, for example, if I had a job I could be there you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five. No one's bothering me on a weekend and no one's bothering me at night. And I'm not staying up at night, tossing and turning, you mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to solve problems. But I like that as well. And then, you know, I like the equity. I like the ownership. I like knowing, there's a guy named T Harp Ecker who did a, uh, um, something called speed wealth back in the nineties. You can mm-hmm. still find it on YouTube. And he said that, um, For entrepreneurs, the biggest asset that you'll have is the business itself that you can sell. So, years ago, I did some calculations and I said, okay, if I want to have something that I could live off the interest, I would need to build a business where I could get $3 million, right? Uh, Where are you gonna get that from? A job, (laughs) you know? uh, It's gonna be hard to do that. Not impossible, but hard. However, if you're an investor, or if you're an entrepreneur, the chances of that are, are much easier. Um, so, you know, that's what being a CEO means to me. Nice. I
1: definitely appreciate that and appreciate that information and knowledge, because I think when you start to understand and you see those things, and as you kind of even said as well from the beginning to even where we are now about how we're able to read and to learn and to to understand how exactly people develop wealth that develop equity and how exactly that happens, that mindset that goes into that, you start to make those shifts, you start to invest, you start to see the power that you have. Um, with the dollars that sometimes we have as well too, so I appreciate that uh, definition and I appreciate that perspective, and appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on.
2: Sure, sure. So I just want to invite everyone to come and join our community. Uh, it is free to sign up for our email list and get our ebook. Uh, It is the10kproject.com, the10kproject.com. So we're building the nation's largest community of black investors who want to fund black businesses for as little as $100 per investment. So you can come, we have a ton of free webinars that are coming up. Uh, You'll also get access to some of the previous free webinars that we've had because we do believe in uh, financial literacy and in building Black Wealth, and then when you're ready, we would love for you to become a member. And what happens is when you become a member, you uh, will get access to our um, Knowledge Center for members, uh, either the Investor Knowledge Center or the Entrepreneur Knowledge Center, depending on which one you choose. And you'll have an opportunity to hear all the pitches on the platform and invest in any and all the businesses uh, on the platform. So that is what membership gets you, and you know, please just uh, consider becoming a part of our ecosystem.
1: Nice. I definitely appreciate that, Sheree. And what we'll do is we'll have the links and information in the show notes and i definitely appreciate you for all you're doing and obviously the time that you provided today i think being able to, to have those opportunities to, to build that equity is so important so i appreciate you for, for providing that and also the knowledge within the ecosystem and those opportunities as well too is maybe even more important because i think as we kind of talked about that mindset piece and understanding exactly what you can or cannot accomplish um, is often b- based in your head and the things that you think about and things that you see so i appreciate you providing all that positivity and the actions in order to do that so i appreciate you so much and i hope you have a phenomenal
2: rest of the day thank you so much gresham thank you everybody for listening to me
1: all right and i'll cut it off here
0: thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co i am ceo is not just a phrase it's a community